Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hey, what's good? It's another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. In a quick moment, we will be joined by the Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports, Steve Wiltfong. Steve is going to give us all the latest from a big weekend in college football, including the massive matchup between Tennessee and Georgia and the recruiting implications that come from a game like that. We will also be discussing the USC Trojans going into the state of Florida for a four-star tight end, as well as Oklahoma kicking off Red River Showdown weekend with a five-star prospect in the 2022 class. Remember, if you're new here, please subscribe, please rate us, please review us. If you leave a five-star Apple podcast review with your recruiting question, you have a chance to have it answered on our next mailbag episode by one of our analysts on the 24-7 sports team. Before we get into it with Steve, let's begin with the kickoff. It is decision week for Amarius Mims, the five-star offensive tackle from Bleckley County High School in Cochrane, Georgia. He's a 6'7", 315-pound prospect, number two among offensive tackles, number six overall in the country, and number one in the state of Georgia, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite. Now, the crystal ball right now, as it stands, has Georgia with all the momentum. The Bulldogs have garnered all seven votes in the crystal ball for Amarius Mims, who is set to reveal his college choice on October 14th. Mims is one of five five-star offensive tackles in the 2021 class. Three of them have already committed. Alabama has two of those in Tommy Brockermeyer and J.C. Latham. Wisconsin has the other commit in Nolan Rucci. And number four among offensive tackles, Tristan Lee, appears to be leaning towards LSU. So this would be a massive win for Georgia to add to that class, which is inching closer and closer to the top 10. Joining us now on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast is the Director of Recruiting at 24-7 Sports, Steve Wiltfong. He does it all. I mean, you should see his phone on the weekends, especially during college football season. Uh, it's a whirlwind of information. Steve, how are you doing? Blair, doing well, man. How, how's everything going on with you? I know uh, it's big big time for you with the Rams. Oh, boy. And the so. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a baseball guy, and we've we've had our discussions before about the the Cubbies and, and my Dodgers, and uh, it, I, I just feel a lot of pressure because they they're the team to beat this year, and they've come short. They come up short a couple times. Um, so yeah, this is nervous time. Uh, this is around the time when uh, it, it gets a bit more grueling than than it would be to kind of just sit there and watch a baseball game. So it's fun, but obviously since we're, we're in the fall, and it's fun to, to kind of flip the channels right now between some baseball and some college football. And we had a lot of big games this weekend, uh, Steve. You know, you had the Alabama against Ole Miss. You had Clemson against Miami. Notre Dame was hosting Florida State. We had the Red River Showdown. 
But the one game, the one marquee game that you highlighted heading into the weekend when it comes to recruiting and the implications that that game would have was Tennessee, Georgia. Yeah, man. Two weeks in a row, Georgia has been able to smack around two teams that try and come into their state and recruit blue chippers against them. They beat Auburn 27 to six in dominant fashion. And then the Tennessee, they're down at the half against Tennessee, uh, but end up winning a ball game 44 to 21. I think Tennessee rushed for negative one yards against them. And so in those two games, now Kirby Smart and his staff can go on the trail, and particularly against Tennessee, who, who Tennessee does a great job recruiting now. They, their staff builds such great relationships with prospects. Uh, they, they're doing everything right from a recruiting standpoint at Tennessee. So is Georgia now. I mean, Georgia, you're talking about the team that's finished number one two of the last three years. They finished in the top three every year of the Kirby Smart era. So uh, I know Georgia fans were getting a little annoyed at the opportunity that I uh, uh, were getting a little annoyed with me saying what a big opportunity it was for Tennessee. And I thought that Tennessee was the story coming into the game with the opportunity that they have because Georgia's already an established powerhouse right now. Here's Tennessee. They, they recruited a top 10 class last year. Uh, that's their first one uh, under, under Jeremy Pruitt. So they're just not as talented as Georgia, but they're, they're developing players well. And uh, that, you know, they had the four or five stars on the offensive line. Uh, um, it seemed like they had some momentum coming into this game and, and, and Georgia makes that mistake early with the snap overhead and, and Tennessee gets on the board. Tennessee's defense was playing hard. Most of the game they were hitting hard and, and playing hard. And even uh, Tennessee turned it over a couple times early in that second half and, and uh, their defense still held, held Georgia to, to field goals. But it, by the end, Georgia was just too much, too talented. One of the best teams in the country. They eventually swallowed up Tennessee. Again, negative one yards rushing. They can go to the recruiting trail now and tell Amarius Mims, the five-star offensive tackle, who's announcing on Wednesday between Georgia and Tennessee, look, man, it's not as close as you might have thought. Like, we're still light years better than them. Uh, um, and and Nylon Green, the number two corner in the top 247, who's certainly in the discussion that finishes the number one corner when all said and done. Having a terrific senior year, Nylon Green never leaves the field. He plays as many snaps as as anyone in high school football. That's a Georgia-Tennessee deal. Nylon Green tweeted me before the game uh, about how excited he was to watch the Georgia-Tennessee game. Uh, um, Georgia, you know, just the performance that they had. They can continue to tell prospects, look, man, these other schools that are building, that's cool. You'll be great there. But we're, we're already established. We're a player or two away from, from the crystal ball. And, and if we don't win it this year, you might be the guy that puts us over the top next year. So two massive wins for Georgia the last two weeks, thumping Auburn, thumping Tennessee. Now they get to play Alabama on the road at night. Those, the last two times these two teams have played have gone down to the wire. And so excited for that. And it's, another, it's really another opportunity for Georgia – to to um, you know further further state hey we're we're you know one of the two or three premier teams in college football you know alongside Clemson and and uh, obviously Alabama and so Georgia taking care of business on the field which should allow them to take care of business on the trail uh, it's the nation's number um, nation's number fourteen class right now but with all the blue chippers that Georgia's in on Blair 
uh, they got a chance to certainly finish in the top three again and, and maybe pull in that number one class for a third time in the last four cycles. Yeah, and I think this year, more so than any other year in recruiting, what is happening on the field has a lot of implication, right? Because there have been no in-person visits aside from those self-taken self, uh, trips where the recruits have kind of gathered. We saw it with the Sooner Summit. You broke it down here on this podcast uh, a couple months ago. Uh, I know Georgia, LSU, USC were a couple other programs that had recruits on campus and, and those were self-organized. But now on the field, these, these schools are having to prove themselves and put that product on the field to maybe take that next step in recruiting. And I wanted to get back to Georgia and what you said about that big game that they have coming up with Alabama. Obviously, they are off to a good start. They've held their ground here heading into to, to week seven. Um, but now with that game on the horizon, how big would that game be for Kirby Smart, for, for that staff to take their recruitment to yet another level as they continue to build and, and, and lay that foundation? Well, uh, you talk about the Auburn game and they be, you know, they're recruiting against Auburn for, for Smell Munden uh, and, and George is able to point to him and say, hey, man, we just, we just smashed them. I know Auburn's offering maybe an earlier – opportunity to make an early impact but you're a five-star you're you're a potential early impact guy any anywhere you go and, and then we talked about Nyland Green and Amarius Mims with, with with Tennessee and and what they were able to deliver against the Vols now you're going in this game against Alabama all eyes are going to be on this this ball game this weekend and you're not recruiting against Alabama for Corey Foreman, but you're recruiting against LSU, who's not playing that well right now. And, and you're recruiting against LSU for Mason Smith. Those are two five-star defensive linemen. If you want to finish with the number one class again this cycle, Georgia has to have Foreman and, and, and Mason Smith. And they're in the top two for both of those young men, in, in my opinion. USC is certainly up there for Corey Foreman as well. So that's a, a top three. But I think Mason Smith's going to go to, to Georgia or LSU. And so here's another opportunity when all the eyes are watching to, to take on an Alabama team that you have not beaten yet, but you, but you played them to the wire both times. That's really one of the last, one of the last things Kirby has to do besides win a national championship is, is, is beat Alabama. And so it would be tremendous in that regard. You know, Georgia would love to land Brian Thomas Jr. They're probably not in the top two for him right now, but but they're still they're pushing for him. Xavier and Sori's one that they're actually going head to head with Alabama. Florida's in there as well. Xavier and Sori, I watched that IMG Duncanville game on Saturday. It was Sori's first game of the year. He was outstanding coming off the edge, six foot three, two hundred and fifteen pounds incredibly athletic we, we talked about it as a staff in our, our group text um and, and we never doubted his athleticism he played very physical uh, uh we have him ranked uh in a spot where you know if it holds true he'll end up, end up being a five-star but terry and arnold is another alabama uh, georgia florida battle uh, like xavier and sorry so here's an opportunity for them to you know, make some hay on the field maybe uh, as they recruit Terry and Arnold. And, look, that Georgia-Florida game is going to be big in a, in a few weeks now, but they're just crossing off SEC opponents, and, and they're, getting the, they're getting the meat of their schedule. They're getting all their toughest challenges early in the year, and, and uh, Georgia's certainly been up to, the, up, to, uh, up to par or up to snuff or whatever I'm trying to say early on. Up to the challenge, I think you meant. 
Uh, yeah, Georgia right now, 15 commitments, number 14 overall in the composite team recruiting rankings. And the stat that you love, Steve, is that 92.30 per average commit uh, rating. So they are getting it done with high quality players. And obviously they're trying to move up here with a huge game against Alabama. And I left out uh, Jeremiah Scooby-Williams. He was on deck to commit to Auburn a couple Saturdays ago. Delays his decision. Georgia is the school that has some buzz with him behind the scenes. No surprise after beating Auburn. Hey, they're trying to get Shamar Turner out of DeSoto, Texas, too, a top 247 defensive lineman. Shamar Turner visited Texas, uh, uh, or excuse me, visited Georgia a few weeks ago on his own to check it out. That's got it. That's an Alabama, Georgia, Texas, Texas AM, LSU battle. So uh, they're in their swing, and Tyrion Ingram Dawkins is another major target for Georgia. I think that that's a back and forth with Tennessee. That's a statement win. Uh, uh, another Saturday's, Saturday's game maybe makes a statement to Tyrion Ingram Dawkins. Tyrion Ingram Dawkins was about to commit to Tennessee back in the spring. Georgia's the team that held that off. Uh, South Carolina is certainly in there, and they do a good job of recruiting in-state guys. But uh, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins is right there as a major priority for Georgia next to Nyland Green and Amarius Mims. And, and, and Saturday's, Saturday's win certainly helps Georgia in that regard for him, I would think, as well. I know fans and our listeners and our readers over at 24-7 Sports, Sports are always asking, you know, how big is this game? How big is the game that's coming up on Saturday up for, for in terms of recruiting? Uh, and like I said, in 2020, it's as big as it's ever been week to week to really kind of showcase what these programs have to offer on the field. We'll be right back here on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast with more from Steve Wiltfong. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are back on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am Blair Angulo, joined by the Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports, Steve Wiltfong. You can follow him on Twitter at SWiltfong247. Now, Steve, we talked about Georgia and how big they are, are doing in recruiting, trying to move up into the top 10 in the composite team recruiting rankings. One school that's already in the top 10 and continue to add to that was USC getting four-star tight end Michael Trigg from, from out in, in Florida. And, and, you know, they, they haven't hit the field yet, but you see a lot of momentum with the Trojans and what they're doing this offseason. Well, USC's got the nation's number six recruiting class which is as big a bounce back as I've ever seen a team have on the trail. I mean, USC finished 64 
last year, which is by far the worst they've ever finished in the 24-7 sports era. Granted, it was a small class, but it still wasn't up to the USC standard uh, when comparing it to what they've done in the past. But they're, they're number six right now. Michael Triggs, the latest commit, the nation's number four tight end per the top 247 player rankings. And, and uh, they go into the Sunshine State, and they beat a pair of SEC schools in LSU in South Carolina. Uh, Michael Trigg told me, thought he would always go to LSU. He told me that the other day when I was interviewing him about his commitment to USC. South Carolina was kind of the team that had the buzz, but it seemed like he really liked LSU. And he took a visit to LSU on his own, and he took a visit to USC on his own, spent more time at USC this past weekend, or last weekend, excuse me. He had already decided he was going to USC before that visit. So that visit could have, you know, it would have had to have gone extremely bad for him not to pick USC maybe like six missed flights and, and, uh, <laughs> right. And, and well, I mean, obviously we're in a pandemic, so the traffic out in LA isn't as bad right now. Sure. So he, you know, he, he really vibed with, uh, John David Baker, uh, and, and then, uh, Gavin, uh, Gavin had a Gavin Morris. Yeah. The, the, uh, one of the recruiting assistants. Yeah. Gavin Morris had a lot to, lot to do with that, that recruitment as well. And they go out and they add one of the more dynamic, tight ends in the country, a guy who's going to play football and basketball at USC. Uh, USC talked to him about Drake London and, and how they're going to use him like that. And obviously Drake playing both sports really spoke to him. Every time I talk to the Trigg family, it's, it's funny, Blair. They, they tell me 70, USC is going to throw the ball 70% of the time. Then I interview him for the commitment stories 80% of the time. So <laughs> right, it's moving they're, up. They're expecting the ball to be in the air a lot under, under Graham Harrell. And, and, and Trigg has certainly made the most of a – lot of opportunities he caught 82 passes as a junior for 1,232 yards and 16 touchdowns he's been a big play guy this year 20 catches 353 yards and and, and four touchdowns in in four games but it was also important to Trig, Trig's dad that they get used he you know he does get used as an inline tight end and and isn't just a uh isn't isn't just a uh um what was the word he used he he said he doesn't want him masquerading as a tight end, but really a, a, a receiver. And, and Coach Baker promised him, no, he's going to do all the things that a tight end's supposed to do. And, and when he's ready to go, he's going he's to be an NFL guy. But I think the offense and the chance to make plays was big for Michael Trigg. And then the, the, the deal with seeing you know, what they have done with Drake London was big. And then the final piece was the, the image and likeness deal. And USC has that, – that favors USC more than a lot of other programs. When you talk to the Trigg family, they talked about the L.A. being the largest market in their eyes in the world and, and, and players getting paid off image and likeness. Uh, they thought that that could be huge for, for, for their son as well. Yeah, and, and obviously the, he took a visit out here. No coaches allowed to, to meet with, co- with recruits in person, but he was able to meet up with Miller Moss, a quarterback that's already committed to the Trojans, one of two that USC has in this 2021 class committed at the position, along with Jake Garcia. And, and so Miller Moss, Jake Garcia are already committed, but USC on Sunday, Steve sent out another offer to a quarterback, a fat, a fast rising prospect at his position, Jackson dart, who's been leading the nation in passing is, is, is unbeaten so far at corner Canyon in the state of Utah. And they had been keeping him warm for a while, you know? So obviously with Jake Garcia moving over to Georgia and still being pursued 
by the likes of Miami. Uh, I think Jackson Dart had been a possibility for USC for a long time. Now that they extend the offer, that means that they are willing to take three in this class, which isn't seen very often, but it, it obviously speaks to the high urgency that Graham Harrell, Coach Clay Hilton, and, and that staff have uh, on the quarterback position in this 2021 cycle. But when you look at their depth chart, you have Keenan Slovis. He's a sophomore. You have to prepare for him being potentially three and done. Matt Fink is your other scholarship guy. He's a redshirt senior. He is done after the season. You didn't sign one last year. You had Bryce Young in the boat for most of the cycle. He flips to Alabama. And so they have as big a need at the quarterback position as any major program nationally. And they have two top 247 guys committed and Jake Garcia and Miller Moss, but they, they have to make sure they have two. Jake Garcia has said all the right things to the media, but behind the scenes, he's still talking to several programs. And so anytime you and I both know that anytime you're talking to other programs, there is a legitimate chance you do something else. And USC can't only have one. And I think that they are looking for a potential transfer at the position as well, just to solidify their depth. And I think they'll still, they would still take three quarterbacks and a transfer that's older that maybe isn't a guy that comes in and starts, but just is, is, is a guy that's serviceable that adds depth and, and experience to your room. I mean, USC is, is in dire need at the position, especially next year when you don't have Fink, who's a capable backup, and then you just you need to create some competition uh, uh, for that QB spot right off the bat because we have seen Slovis go down, and we have seen I mean, USC had to play three guys at the position last year. And so uh, Jackson Dart, as you said, having an epic senior year. I mean, my man is completing close to 68% of his passes for 2,963 yards and 49 or 41 touchdowns to just two interceptions in nine games. I mean, every time the ball's in the air, it seems like it's going in the end zone, but he's having as efficient a year as you'll find in, in high school football and, and USC. They got to recruit him now. Uh, I don't know if it's a slam dunk. He'll end up there. You know, UCLA, Iowa State, TCU, Arizona State, BYU, uh, also in, in the picture for Jackson Dart. But got to get three – or excuse me, got to have two – Three is not too many when I look at their depth chart. And the way that, you know, kids, the transfer rules and all that, you know, these guys can come in and compete for the job at USC, leave if they don't win it, leave quickly. So they, they got to protect themselves. Yeah, and Jackson Dart, very familiar with Southern California, having trained in the offseason out here in Orange County, uh, training alongside Miller Moss, actually, and, and a few other prospects with, with Taylor Kelly, the former ASU quarterback. Mike Crystal Ball was on BYU very early on, but I, I sense that he's going to be going the Power 5 route, and I'm just kind of waiting to see which school will, will jump out in front for him to kind of make that next selection. Steve, before we let you go, a, a, another, um, I guess, monumental uh, addition to a recruiting class this past weekend um, with Oklahoma kicking off the Red River Showdown weekend uh, and, and landing a commitment from five-star wide receiver Luther Burton. So more offensive help headed to, to Oklahoma to, to give Lincoln Riley a, another weapon. Yeah, Luther Burton's the number two receiver in the 24-7 sports composite player rankings. Number 14 overall, Oklahoma's had success in St. Louis. That's a city that they can recruit as kind of their backyard uh, with proximity to 
where St. Louis is to other major universities. And, and Luther Burden chooses the Sooners over Ohio State, Alabama, Missouri, and, and Georgia. Um, and and uh, um, yeah, it's a it's a big recruiting win uh, for for them, especially to be, to beat the Buckeyes. They're also going head to head with the Buckeyes for Mecca Ibuka uh, in the 2020 class. Maybe head to head is not exactly. Uh, what that is for Ibuka as, as Washington and, and, and a couple others are, are chopping wood there. But Burden, 48 catches for 1,191 yards and, and 13 touchdowns as a sophomore. He's also a terrific, he, he's also a terrific uh, basketball player. So the dual sport uh, athleticism uh, going, going for him there. And, and uh, with him in the fold, uh, Oklahoma is up to number four early in the 2022 class team rankings and and uh, Dennis Simmons is really emerging as one of the stud recruiters uh, in, in the country he led the charge for Luther Burden uh, going head-to-head with a guy like Brian Hartline who does a terrific job at Ohio State uh, the head coach at, at, um, at uh, Cardinal Ritter where Burden plays Brennan Spain said that uh, uh, no one recruited him harder than than Oklahoma and we we both know how hard Ohio State goes for kids that they covet so for Oklahoma to be the program that that's uh, out recruited everybody for Luther Burden shows the kind of effort that they put in on landing this young man. Yeah. And, so, and it was a huge weekend for them getting a, a win in the red river showdown. And obviously those two schools, Oklahoma and Texas also battling it out for, for a lot of recruits. So I think it was probably a, a another good statement victory for Lincoln Riley. Sure. Billy Bowman's one of those recruits, the number three athlete in the 2021 class Number 35 player overall in the top 247, which means he's in the discussion to be a five-star when all said and done. He decommitted from Texas prior to the game, which kind of tells you where his mindset was going in, that the game maybe didn't matter that much to him because if it did, he could have stayed committed to Texas during it, and if Texas wins, great. But he had decommitted uh, even more even before the game. There's a lot of arrows pointing to Oklahoma for Billy Bowman, his girlfriend's a softball player uh, for the Sooners. He's got family in Norman. Lincoln Riley's personally been recruiting him the whole pandemic. Uh, we're talking about a 10-8 kid in the 100-meter dash as a sophomore. He's blazing fast, shows up on offense, defense, and special teams for Denton Ryan. Crystal Ball starting to pick up steam for, for Billy Bowman as, as the Sooners are chasing what I think is their fourth top 10 class in the last five years. They're at number 13 right now. Billy Bowman's decommitment uh, from Texas puts Oklahoma at number one in, in the Big 12 right now as well. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a huge win for them as they try to kind of straighten things out after a one and two start. Steve, thank you so much for for joining us, and, and we can't wait to to hear from you again. Thanks for having me on, Blair. Keep killing it. All right, that was Steve Wilfong. He's the rec- director of recruiting for 24-7 Sports. You can follow him on Twitter at SWiltfong247. That'll do it for us. Thank you so much for listening. If you have a recruiting question for our next mailbag episode, remember you can do you can add a, a five-star Apple podcast review, add your recruiting question, and, and, and submit that for a chance to have it answered by one of our analysts on the 24-7 Sports team. the 
world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!